Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 9th. Today we're going to continue in the Psalms and we're going to take one quick look at one other thing in Psalms 3 and then we're going to continue to move on. So in Psalms 3, we talked about this idea that the people had that there was just no hope left for David, that he had sinned too much, that he had gone too far. There was nothing left that God could do for him. And we talked about David's faith to know that God could always transform him, that the atonement of Jesus Christ could always save him and reclaim him and make him more. We talked about the importance of understanding that and believing it, not just for ourselves, but for other people too. Letting other people be reclaimed, letting other people change, letting other people come closer to Christ. In that same psalm, he says, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. I love those three titles that we have for the Savior here a shield, glory, and a lifter up of heads. The glory one, I think, is pretty self-explanatory, but let's take a look at the other two. The Lord is a shield. What an incredible title for the Lord. I want you to think back in your life. Think back over your experiences. How has the Lord, how has the Savior, how has his atonement been a shield for you? In my life, I look back and I think of all the different times when he reached into my life and rescued me, saved me from myself and my own stupidity, and pulled me out and made me more. He has been a shield and my protection as he has sought to reclaim me and to redeem me and to make me more. In so many ways, the Savior can be a protection, a shield, a fortress for us. Elder Rasband once said, For our safety, we must build a fortress of spirituality and protection for our very souls, a fortress that will not be penetrated by the evil one. Your testimony of Jesus Christ is your personal fortress, the security for your soul. When we live the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we draw upon the Savior's atonement and press forward with faith, not fear, We are fortified against the wiles of the adversary. Our testimonies connect us to the heavens, and we are blessed with the truth of all things. And like pioneers protected by a fortress, we are safely encircled in the arms of the Savior's love. My friends, I testify that that is what the Savior can do for us, and that is what our testimony of the Savior can do for us. It can build a fortress around us. It can build up our walls and strengthen us and protect us and encircle us in the arms of our Savior's love. And when we understand that, when we have a clear vision of who the Savior is and what he can do for us, then that third title begins to creep in. He becomes a lifter up of our heads. He helps us find peace when it seems like there is none. He helps us see hope when everything feels dark. He helps us find joy even in the hardest of times. He becomes a lifter up of our heads as we fortify our testimonies of him. Something that I love about the Psalms, especially David's Psalms, is we see this immense desire to be close to the Savior. 
we see this overwhelming passion that he has for drawing the Savior near to him. We see that in this psalm, and we see it in the next one as well. In 4 verse 1, he says, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me, and hear my prayers. His just desire to be close to the Lord and to have the Lord hear him and answer him and to be close to him is so beautiful to me. Pay attention to that as we study the Psalms this week and the next couple of weeks. Pay attention to David's desire to be close to God and to feel him near. Do you feel that same kind of desire? Is that the overwhelming desire of your heart to feel him near and to be close to him? For David, it was. For me, that kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. There are some days where that is all I want. And there are other days where I apparently want other things more. But as we draw near to him, and as we come to better know him and understand him, that desire for closeness to him intensifies. So let's take a look at another messianic psalm of David. This one is found in Psalm 8. And I love this psalm. I love how awestruck David is with the goodness of God. Starting in verse 3, David is going to say, When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? I absolutely love this. Because have you ever just sat there in a beautiful place? For some, maybe it's the beaches of Hawaii. For others, maybe it's the, the mountains and the hills. Think of that beautiful place where you have felt connected to God. Have you ever looked around at that wonder and that majesty and that beauty and been in awe of God's creations? It seems like that's what's going on here with David. He says, when I look at the heavens, when I look at all the work of your hands, when I see the moon and the stars and all the beautiful things that you've created, when I see the vastness of the skies, I can't help but wonder, what is man that I should matter to you? I've got to say, if you've seen recently the new pictures that have been coming out of the universe, I have felt this recently. In fact, I saw a picture the other day and it was a spot in the sky that we thought was absolute darkness. And finally, we got a good enough look at it and it contained hundreds of galaxies. When we think of the works of God, the vastness of the works of God, it's normal for us to ask ourselves, who am I that God should consider me? Who am I that God should know me or think of me or worry about me? Who am I that God should hear and answer my prayers. But my friends, he does. The answer to that is we aren't just his creations. We aren't just his handiwork. We are his children. And even though with our minds, with our mortal minds, it becomes impossible for us to think or understand how he could know all of us, how he could hear all of our prayers, how he could care about us personally, to God, nothing is impossible. And he truly does know us all. He knows you. And when you pray, he hears you. And when you weep, he weeps with you because of his love for his children. Elder James E. Talmadge once said, Incomprehensibly grand as are the physical creations of the earth and of space, 
they have been brought into existence as a means to an end and are necessary to the realization of the supreme purpose, which, in the words of the Creator, is thus declared, For behold, this is my work and my glory, to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. So my friends, when David declares, What is man that thou art mindful of him? It is my testimony that man is everything to him. And when we sit back and when we are in awe of the wonders and the beauties of the creation, we can be in awe of the love that our Father in Heaven had for us, because those things were created for us, out of His love for us, all part of His purpose to bring to pass our immortality and our eternal life. Yes, the universe is huge, but for God, we sit at the center of His universe. He loves you. He knows you. He is aware of you. And as we approach him, he will come near to us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.